if you're very fond of you're a very ego-centric person mm. and you are not willing to change that, you will not have a lot of fun. Because, of course, you have to share your success. You have to share your success. I mean, you can always, if something's really not working out, you will always share that. But you also have to share your success and you will never decide by yourself. So if you're a person who's really focusing on your ego, it's not working out because you always, your decisions will be challenged and you will need to share your success. And if you want to be the one and only ahead of everyone, yeah, you're not because you're always sharing. Welcome to the Big Career Small Children podcast. I'm Ferina Hefti, and I believe that absolutely no one should have to choose between becoming a CEO and enjoying their young children. For far too long, amazing people have found themselves stuck on the career ladder when they have children, which leads to gender inequality and the same stale, often male, middle-class people leading our organizations. I want us to change this together. In fact, I hope that many of you listening to this podcast right now will progress to the most senior leadership roles possible where you make decisions that make our world a better place. Beyond the podcast, I am the CEO and founder of the Social Enterprise Leaders Plus, which is all about supporting parents to get to senior leadership roles through equal career progression. In this week's episode, I talk to the job sharers from Germany, Lydia and Rebecca, about how they found each other, how to convince your employer to support you when doing a job share, and how to make sure that you communicate well when doing a job share. Enjoy the conversation. So a very warm welcome, Rebecca and Lydia, to the podcast. Let's start with you introducing who you are, what you do for work, and who is in your family. Rebecca, let's start with you. I'm Rebecca. I'm uh, working for the Bayerische Rundfunk Broadcasting in Munich. I'm working together with Lydia since six years. And we lead a team of 10 people here. We are caring about the social media part and streaming part of the departure film and series. series. So it's yeah. a documentary and fictional things that are produced by the... I'm married and I have two kids, eight and 10 years old. Lovely. And we should say Bayerische Rundfunk, to me as a German speaker, that sounds like a radio station, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not only. And television. <laughs> oh, and television. Great. So, and how about you, Lydia? What do you do for work? Who's in your family? And who are you? Hi. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. I'm the second part of Ludeca. We'll, of course, explain to you later what Ludeca means or where the name comes from. I'm Lydia, so Lydia in German, how you pronounce it. And Lydia Liepert, I work also for the public broadcast here in Munich, Bavaria. And that's why it's called Bayerische Rundfunk, because it's Bayerisch is German for Bavarian. And the public broadcast includes not only television and radio, but also the digital part. And that's where we're both working in, as Rebecca already explained. And I have a wonderful husband and two wonderful kids, and they're aged 10 and 7. So they're pretty much the same age as Rebecca's kids. And so that's why we sometimes say it's four kids, two women, one job. <laughs> and... Can you tell me one thing, Lydia, that you used to believe about combining a big and ambitious career with young children that you don't believe anymore? That's a tough one because I'm a very positive person and I'm not usually because people 
tend to say, well, you have to decide. You have to decide one or the other. You can't be in a successful position and have a family and have fun. And that's what I'm having and what's totally amazing. And it's not always easy and it's very tiring at times, but it's possible. So, and that's what usually is believed that you have to choose. I don't think you have to choose, but you have to maybe find the right time for, or you have, or you can't have, I mean, everything, everything at all. So you can't have a full-time job and have a, be a full-time mom and a full-time leisure lady. So you have to choose somehow. Yeah, I didn't really have the any other big idea that has changed throughout being a working mom. I don't know, have you, Rebecca? I think we found a really cool solution very soon before we lost our beliefs because we started quite early with this job sharing and we were really it was a really stressful be beginning because it doesn't exist in at Bayerischer Rundfunk and so we had to introduce it into the our in our department yeah. and that was not so easy but it was was okay and so we find a solution quite early for our career can you take me back to that moment when you did decide we are gonna do a job share i'd love to because it's really a very special moment i can tell you about where because i was in my second maternity leave with my my daughter and my husband and i we decided to do a really nice trip throughout southern italy and i was on the highway in an in somewhere in Italy and my phone rang and then it was Rebecca and I of course I, she was a friend and she was already working and we met throughout work and so we have had a long time working together but of course through the kids we weren't really close working together but still friends and she said oh you know Lydia and I'm totally stressed being on the autobahn uh, having two kids in a car it's really hot it's really hot and I'm like okay this calls at the totally wrong time but okay I'll take it and it was her And she was, yeah, you know, Lydia, I got this offer. I got this offer for a really nice team lead, but it's it's a full-time job. And I really want to do it, but I can't do it. I, I And I don't want to do it. I don't want to work 100%. I don't, um, but why don't we share the job? And I was like, okay, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay. We were like having the radio really loud and the kids need, needing food. And I said, okay, sounds really nice, but okay, let me think about it. And yeah, but it was really a crucial moment to me. And yeah, maybe it's actually, it's really, it has a deeper meaning that it happened in this really stressful situation because of course that's how life is. If you have kids, if you have small kids, but you're still a thinking and person that tries to do something and tries to give its best. And yeah, that's the moment that we somehow, or really Rebecca had the idea to just do what she loves to do, but to not do it full time. And yeah, so the Italian and alone, and alone, yeah. <laughs> so the Italian highway was a crucial place for me that changed my life. Mm, wonderful, and I love how you said at the beginning that it's also about fun. You know, we always talk about careers and children in the, this podcast, but pretty much the first thing you said is that you also want some leisure and some fun. And I think that's such a good reminder that actually in this Italian outbound or highway, there was so much going on and. Now you've created a solution where you do have a bit of leisure time. But you were both the first ones in that radio and TV and digital and so on. How did you convince people that this was an idea? You've had an offer, Rebecca. Yeah, I had an offer and I 
And I think the advantage of the moment was that it was really urgent to find a person for the job. And so I had very quickly the, the idea to ask Lydia. And so the possibility to find someone else was not so urgent like, okay, let's try it. At the end, it was one, two or three discussions with our bosses and they were really convinced. And after some months, nobody asked ever again if it's going good, if it's going bad. At the beginning, oh, we have to do a evaluation after a half, half a year or something. But And we started and it was good from the first moment. Was your employer at the time really forward-thinking? Is it quite a forward-thinking industry in Germany? Or was it tough to get them on site to try this? I think, as Rebecca said, it was. I think it just happened at the right moment and there was an openness to it. There was at the this moment that the people that needed to say, yes, it's, it's going to work out, we'll let you do this. They were just like, maybe they didn't really even think about it too much. They just said, okay, let's just try it. And I think that's also, also what we have experienced, what's, what is a huge, yeah, what's really important in all this discussion about job sharing, how to build up a system for for people not being willing or being able to work full time is just the openness. If you open your mind and if you try to just see different patterns and not only, okay, it's only working if this this person can only be responsible if it is there on the sitting on the desk from eight to eight, then it's going to work out. Maybe the person can work from somewhere else or it can share the position or whatever. If you have this openness and we were lucky to have people then it's working. But in, I think in general, of course, the media and people working in the media are more willing to be open-minded. There are, of course, more conservative parts of the economy where it is really, of course, we meet also people, I don't know, from real estate, from the banking sector, and they say it's impossible. It would be impossible, but not because it is impossible, but it, the minds are not open enough and there is not the experience that it is possible. So, mm. yeah, I think we, are, we were lucky at that moment. So there are people listening to this who would be interested in doing it and who don't have that openness. What would their advice be to them? How do they even start convincing their boss of the idea of going for a job share? I think you have really many reasons to promote job sharing to your, your boss because there are so many advantages. You can, the first, you're never alone. You have always two of us. You don't have the problem of holiday, holiday, or somebody's maternity leave, or sick, or is having. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know how many days a normal employee is away from the office, but that's not happening if you're two people. It's never happening. There's always someone on the job who totally knows about what's happening and who is in the project and can give advice and response twenty four seven if that's needed. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge advantage for the employer. And for decisions, I think that's important too. We have, If we have to decide something, it's going to happen very fast because some people think that it's not going to be fast. But if you have to talk about something, you have to find a solution. And so it's a better decision in the end because two minds are thinking about something and discussing about something. And that's a really good advantage, I think. Yeah, just to to add the so so called stomach analytics, it's not it's never going to happen if there's two people because it's two people who need to pitch each other a suggestion or a solution. So in the end, 
the company has a better and easier decision in the end that's well balanced and thought of and made from many different positions and ways. And that's usually more efficient. And it's in the end, it's way cheaper than somebody who's just thinks, okay, I'm deciding it might be right. Yeah. And of course, what I think is a huge advantage is if you have several people on the job, every team becomes more diverse. Because if you have two people, you have two ideas, you have you have people who can that can be come from a different social, ethnic, whatever background, of course, different sexes, different ideas, different educations. And everybody brings his education, his point of view, his experiences from job or personal life into the job. And of course, that makes every team different and gives a totally thinking about new work, of course, a totally different approach to how you work together and, of course, makes the output of your work totally different. And I think you're happier as employees and so you make better work. That's I, I think that's important too. So And uh, you're, of course, really, really loyal to yeah. your firm because you're so happy. Job sharing makes you happy and it makes because you can do what you love you Less can take stress. care yeah you can take care of your special yoga class you really need or you can help your parents who might need your help or your kids or whatever and you can have a nice job at the same time and you're so happy about this you will always be there for your company and you don't have bad feelings the kid is ill and you have to go to a clock and you're not finished but yeah you're happy Mm. interesting do you need us to go on because we can go on forever <laughs> no no I'm just going to think about the employers who are diverse and if someone works for them what are they going to say if they propose job so I think one thing an employer might say is this is too expensive because I have to pay for both of you to work three days and therefore there's an extra day so why should I do that what would be I mean I'm sold by the idea obviously but just if someone hears that What should they say to their employer? Well, first of all, it's not an extra day. It's usually what a lot of research that has been done says that it's about 120%. You need to pay for a 100% position. So that's not an extra day, but it's only 20% more. But of course you say, yeah, it is more time and it's more hassle to build it all up in the system and it's two people and you need two files on them on, on the HR system or whatever. Yes, first of all, it is. You have to implement the system, but what you get out of it, and there also has been done some research that it's the productivity of a couple is way higher than a normal person. Not only thinking about the creativity, but really of the output that is done. That there has been a huge study and it said it was around 130 and 40% of productivity that's really happening. But things you cannot measure For example, how a job-sharing tandem is changing the hierarchy of a firm, how it is implementing new work structures, how it is changing the ability of a team to work together. Because, of course, two people have to work way more transparent on everything, on every day, every decision they take. They have to communicate different. So what a job couple brings into a system or a, a strict Of course, it is a little more expensive, but you get so much more out of it. As employer, you have to find a new incentives for your employees because in, in Germany, it's a very big problem that you don't find people. You have really big problems and you have to have attractiveness as employer. 
for people that they come to your firm. And I think that's a really good model, job sharing, to be attractive. Yeah, and you have to support women. If you want to implement diversity into your company, that's a perfect way to support women, to bring them into leadership. Because, of course, still it's the women who take most of the care uh, work and who are blocked for a period of time, unfortunately. And that is a perfect way also to women who say, oh, I'm not sure, do I have the ability to really lead a team? That's a perfect way of get young, or not even young, women in general, people in general into the leading position and give them a feeling of what it is to be a leader. And then to find out if the person in general, the person is able to do it. So that's a great way of promoting women also. And you are detailing a lot of these studies in your book. And I think if anybody is writing down a proposal, it's not a bad idea to, to put it in some of those studies references, which are detailed in your book. Actually, while we're on that, do you want to just summarize the title and where to get it in case people want to have a look at it? Of course, the name of the book is Geteilte Arbeit doppelt durchstarten. So that's, as you already hear, it is in German. <laughs> Sorry about that. So people who are non-German speaking, either you need to learn German or put it through a translator or unfortunately it is not published in any other language or just call, call us, us. And we'll translate it for you. <laughs> yeah, so but it means more or less so double power if you're two people, if you share a job, you get the double double of body put in out and how the book evolved is that when we started as a tandem we found out we started really early with having a coach on our side because as we didn't know how to start working together we had the opportunity to to find a professional to build up our system our structure of working as together as a couple and talking about what we're doing we found out what we're doing is actually called job sharing and so we said oh this is this is what we do, job sharing. That sounds really pretty cool. Let's read about it. Let's get some people who, who've done a lot of research and to give us skills and ideas and what they have experienced. And we couldn't really find any literature that's hands-on and tells about what everything that can go wrong, but maybe also give us a, a couple of advices for the start. And so as both of us being journalists, we said, okay, well, there is no such book. Maybe we got to write it. And that's how last year our book was published and released. And yeah, you can find it any, of course, the, it's called Komplett Media is the editor. It's a German-based editor led by two women in a job share. So that's amazing. And if you Google our names, you can find it anywhere. Fantastic. And I think it's really interesting that I'm interviewing you as a German job share couple and you're talking all about productivity because as you know the UK's productivity this I'm based in the UK and the UK's productivity is really really bad I think it's one of the worst in Western Europe don't quote me on it and the fact that you are saying that the job share there's such strong evidence for it increasing the productivity it's such a strong argument so actually regard never mind happiness you know even for employers that don't care about happiness, which every employer should be, but let's say they don't, even just looking at the productivity angle, you should really consider job shares. So if you wanted to have a job share and you didn't know where to start, what do you think would be two or three things that you should do in order to get onto, let's say you're in a good leadership role, you're enjoying it, but you would love to have a job share. How do you even go about that? First difficulty is to find the partner, but if you have an idea what we always uh, say 
talk to each other. Women don't talk to each other at lunch. You have to try to get these information because you can be sure there are other women here interested, women and men here interested in job sharing. So if your employer doesn't have the possibility, uh, okay, we are open to job, job sharing, you have to try it yourself and find somebody. But there are many possibilities to get job sharing. Yeah, and we could also talk, of course, to the HR person at your firm just to show your openness, even if they are not totally convinced of the concept and they maybe won't give you a list of 200 people also interested in job sharing, but they might say, oh, job, oh, really, you are, we have this position, uh, you might fit, but maybe we can, so just to, I think that's the major issue that we have right now with job sharing, that people don't think about it, that at the moment they think about it, there's already we've crossed such a huge barrier because then it's amazing sometimes the idea has been popped out that you can't go back and then you maybe find a way to find another person but of course it's the easiest way if you have an idea who you could do the job share with and if you have this person then it's always good to find out what kind of qualities you both combine so we always suggest then to apply together for a job and really to apply as a tandem saying okay we are a tandem Uh, we will be a tandem, we have these abilities, she has these abilities, he has these abilities, together we have all this, we cover all this spectrum. And then so, but of course, what we could also add that, at least in Germany, there are already several companies that offer for firms to find job share partners. And of course, also on the in the big social media nets like LinkedIn, there's also already have they have they try to implement possibilities to find another person and i think there are some in the uk as well we'll put them in the show notes so what would you advise anyone who is actually in the physical process of putting forward so ideally you speak to the recruiter but let's say you can't what should your cv look like so you have two separate cvs do you just have a joint cover letter or how does it work Yeah, we would also say like that you apply together in one letter and really just take the chance to describe each other and also your mission and also what you would like to bring together as a couple into the job. And of course, to explain why it totally makes sense to apply together, but to always have separate CVs because you are in the end two people and that's what also the company gets out of you. It gets two people. So two ideas, two heads, two brains. And that's also the amazing gift that you bring together into a company as a job sharing couple. I sometimes think the reason why people are against job share is, is because they are worried. They don't want to take the risk and it's something new. And they're particularly worried of losing control. So they say, you know, we have five objectives. And then if one, if they're not performing, who do we sack, for example? Who do we fire? Now, obviously, nobody wants to talk about that or even think of it and I think the chance anyways you clearly are performing for example but how do you alleviate those fears of the employer it's a crucial point because of I mean how do you also what do you do if the one person just imagine one person is really bad performing or is it's not working out but that our experience is that if the two people don't work out together well it's always the construct of both of them so, of course, usually as the way we have seen job sharing couples that work together, they are pretty successful. And if they, they are not, they split because it's usually it depends, of course, on the personality and of how 
your thoughts about how a person should be working are not working well together. So there is a that's very nice of job sharing is that if you split this job or share this job, you have to develop your personality. You have a development and you don't have it if you're alone. And through the development, there is no need to buy with another one. Yeah? And I think that's very good for care together about products, about key. Wie heißt das? KPI? KPI. KPI. KPIs. KPIs. Uh, what else are your... Usually you drag each other along. So if you are committed to your job, you can't just go out and go out of your job and your mission because there's always the other controlling you. But of course, I totally understand it. I mean, that's, I think, part of the human being in general. People are afraid of things they don't know. So that what we hope is that just as soon as there are job sharing couples in several positions, and that's what is happening right now. And also, of course, in, in big firms all over the world, that there are putting two people in top leading positions or in any positions and you see it, you see that it is working and you see you are part of a team. I think we have this one really engaged HR person in Germany and she says her experience is if anyone has ever seen a job sharing couple work, they're convinced that it is perfect and it is working and they lose all the fear. But of course, I think that's something that's really a bad thing of how our structures of working in general have evolved and they are stuck somehow also. Mm. And I think, not to become too political, but in the last 100 years, everything has become so individual and we're all measured individually on our performance. Our performance objectives are set individually. And so you are challenging those fundamental assumptions with a job share. And that's quite a big step. I think a job share is a radical thing to do because it is some assumes that you are better together and it's not just everyone for himself. So I understand what, where people are coming from who have a sense of fear that this is different. But like you say, we just need to create more case studies and put case studies like the two of you in front of people like we're doing with this podcast. Another, sorry to throw all the arguments against it at you. <laughs> But another fear, <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> another fear that some bosses have is that if they hire a job share couple, they just have no control over the chain of command below. So how do you do that with line managing with your team? Do you line manage Lydia half the team and then Rebecca the other half? Or how does that work practically? Yeah, actually, we did share the team, but only concerning all the HR topics. In general, everybody can talk to anybody. And that's also a huge advantage if you have somebody in your team who's more fond of one of the two heads and it feels, yeah, maybe has a personal problem and can choose and can say, okay, well, it's maybe an intimate problem. I would only talk to Rebecca about it. And the person can choose and can talk and get it off their heads and off their minds. So that's a huge advantage but in general we feel some people are more torn to one or the other but it doesn't mean that we really have a very chain of command or somehow i think but what's also brought in by being or working as a couple is a very low hierarchy that we have a team there is not the one person on the golden throne who's deciding, oh, I have this huge idea, it's amazing, and that's how we'll do it. And all the others say, oh, yeah, yeah, my boss, we love you, we love you, we'll do it. No, it's two people, two heads, 
talking in front of everybody of what, how we have this problem, how should we work with this problem? What could be the idea? What could be the solutions? And we also, and that's why communication and transparency is so important. We also talk about our ways of how we found the solution to the problem. So everybody has the ability and the possibility to say, okay, is that the right way? Are you sure? And of course, there is, as there is not such a huge hierarchy, everybody dares to question you. So that's how, of course, a team gets way more efficient. And do you have to be a special type of person? So let me be really honest with that. I personally, I don't know if I would be well suited for a job share couple. I wonder whether I'm not organized enough and potentially too headstrong. So do you have to be a special type of person? And if you're not, is there a way to become that? Because I would quite like to work three days a week or two and a half days a week. I think there is a way to become a person who can do job sharing because I think it's not a normal situation. And so I think many people are thinking they are not a job sharer, but I think there's really many easy ways to become a job sharer. You have to be a team player, but I think many people are team players. We have a little, little bit more to be a team player. And yeah, and you have to find trust in another person. I think that's the most important thing at the beginning. You have to trust a person. If you don't like to trust anybody, it's going to be difficult, but you can learn to have trust in somebody. I think that's the beginning. And you have to do like communication. If you're really a person who's not in fond of communication, don't do it. Really, because you need to be able to communicate and you need to communicate. If you don't feel like, hey, because I mean, the way we are, we are communicating in so many ways every day via uh, several chats, via phone, via email. And it's always, there's a huge amount of communication and also communication about the communication, like how meta communication, how do we communicate to whom and why? And so if you're not fond of communication, no, that's not a good idea. And I think one last point, if you're very fond of, you're a very egocentric person, and you are not willing to change that, you will not have a lot of fun. Because, of course, you have to share your success. You have to share your success. I mean, you can always, if something's really not working out, you will always share that. But you also have to share your success and you will never decide by yourself. So if you're a person who's really focusing on your ego, it's not working out because you always, your decisions will be challenged and you will need to share your success and if you want to be the one and only ahead of everyone yeah you're not because you're always sharing mm. that mm. sharing is caring as we always say absolutely even our toddlers learn that in nursery i think i could do that i think there is potential so if anyone yeah, listening wants to do a job share <laughs> yes i was thinking also you talked a lot about systems and we've almost run out of time, but could you just, each of you, share your top three favorite systems or things that you do to communicate well? Because it sounds like you need to communicate about what decisions have been made, to whom, what has been communicated, what still needs to be done. Just if you tell me your top three things you like to do to communicate well. Do you mean the tools that we're using or the topics that we need to address? No, more the tools or just the structures that you have. Actually, we just talked about this today because we had a structure and that's what we always give as an advice to other tandems that you should have a fixed day where you do all the organization and also the 
content stuff. So who maybe I was I went to a meeting and I have to report it to Rebecca. And then we always do it on Monday, nine o'clock. But we found out that we working together as a couple, we do it anyway. We do it during the day whenever we find time. So we decided to go a little more with the flow and just to put it in whenever we find the time. Maybe, but that's also the good thing about being in a couple that it makes you so flexible because then when you find out, okay, maybe that's not the perfect idea to have a fixed date, maybe to do it on the go, then you just do it. But of course, that's really important that you have a space, a time where you report to the other person what has happened and not only reporting the facts, but also reporting the emotions. So maybe in this meeting we had with ABC, it went well, but I have the feeling C is not stressed or doesn't like. <laughs> so all this information, we write it down. But we also report it usually on the phone or personally or via Skype or via Teams or via FaceTime. Thank you so much for sharing. And you mentioned an initiative that you're working on at the moment as a pair of you, I think, outside of work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Ludeca, that's our nickname because it's put together when we started working together and were explained to our team, okay, you guys, it's not going to be one person. It's not going to be Lydia Leipert and Rebecca Zöller. It's going to be Ludeca. Someone from our team came up to us and, and she made up the name Ludeca because it put together our first names. So, and actually that's what we're doing right now. We are offering our experiences and ourselves as speakers to congresses and to give our experience and our input to companies and firms because of that's what we really are experienced in and what we love to do is that talk about job share promoting and to promote share. promote job sharing <laughs> because we really believe not only in that it makes a person happy, that it also, that it sounds a little big, but it makes a, big, a better society, that in the end, everybody is doing the care work and everybody is doing the a shared job and uh, working part-time. So that would be our goal that one day, for example, if a child is born, really just in the standard procedure, both of the parents go into a part-time and both work part-time and both to do the care work. So that's the society we would like to live in one day. And yeah, so Ludeca job sharing, maybe you can leave the link in the show notes as well. <laughs> so that's, yeah. what we, that's what we are doing right now to, yeah, to do our part to promote job sharing as a model because we totally believe in it. Fantastic. Well, best of luck and thank you so much for promoting it to our audience. And please, if you're listening and you think someone needs to hear Ludeca's message, then please do share this episode with them. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you so much for, for having us. It's a great pleasure. And as we love your podcast, we are extremely honored. So yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And thank you, especially to everyone who's connected recently with me on LinkedIn. It's been so surprising how many of you have reached out and I really, really love getting your messages and I always accept your connection requests. And I love all your suggestions on where to take the show next. It's obviously a really hard work thing. It might not sound like it, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to put out the podcast. And hearing that makes a difference to real life people is just really, really lovely. So thank you for that. If you've liked the podcast and if you like those themes we talk about and you actually want to connect with some real life people around them, 
then you should definitely consider applying to the Leaders Plus Fellowship Programme, which is a high-impact programme supporting you to progress your career with little ones in tow. There is one programme left starting in 2023. Applications for that one close on the 31st of October 2023 and the details are on the website leadersplus.org.uk. You can also find info on some of our free events on there. And we always do have hardship fund spaces available. On the fellowship, you get access to really inspirational role models who have been there, done that, with bringing up kids whilst progressing your career. You get support with practical challenges, for example, workload management or saying no. You get really important time for yourself to think about what you want in your career, what you want for your family and how to make it happen together with a group of very, very supportive and very amazing peers and some very experienced facilitators as well. So if you want to look at it, then leadersplus.org.uk is the place to go. In our last cohort, more than half have got promoted or got additional senior responsibility by the end of the programme. And they're all involved in some shape or form in driving change for working parents. And I should say the satisfaction with work-life balance have gone up significantly as well. I think it's more than doubled compared to the starting point of the programme. So I'm really pleased with that. Big thank you for all your support and especially also to all of those who've left reviews for the podcast. It is such a helpful thing and I'm extremely grateful for all of you who've done that or who've shared this episode with a friend that could benefit from it. Thank you and enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>